What community sounds like. Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show. B-Cups. B-Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher-safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to season six episode four of tap the craft podcast i am denny Luce coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft the wells bro from tampa florida mr chris mckenzie how are you doing tonight chris and what is in your glass i gotta tell you what denny it's been a hell of a day today oh but but uh i've got some really good beer in my glass today that is gonna make the evening even better okay Minus my, if it's even showing up, my farting microphone <laughs> noise in the background, if it's even showing up. But uh, tonight in my glass, I have from Epic Brewing Company, I have their Big Bad Baptista. Ah, nice. I like that and, one. And uh, I'm fortunate that I got two of these because this one is really good. I've never had this one before. And uh, this bottle's almost gone. Okay. Okay. 22 That's, ounce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to drink yeah. two of them tonight? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I uh, I had a um, Citradelic from New Belgium before I got started. Okay. And, and then uh, followed it up with this one. But the uh, I, I really like the uh, the coffee and the cinnamon in this one. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've had a few of those big bad Batistas even this year. I think I've talked about them on the show. I I love mm-hmm. them. They're good. Yeah, I know we we've we've talked about Epic a few times on and off whether it be the Big Bad Baptist series or some of their other sours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, they've been putting out some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Well, um, Chris, we have a guest with us, a guest host tonight. You want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. So our guest host this evening is Mr. Chad Lamasa from Baltimore, Maryland. Say hello, Chad. Hey, guys. Mm-hmm. How are you? Doing, doing great. Yeah. How's your night going? Good. The Ravens kicked the Dolphins' ass today. <laughs> yes, so they yeah, did. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, yeah, handedly, handedly. That was yeah. that was nice. Let's see if it continues through the rest of the season. Now, yeah, it is only. Uh, yeah, I know. All right, I agree. And we played Miami, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Chad, what do you, what do you have in your glass this evening? I am drinking a uh, cold pressed coffee pump cake from Southern Tier. Oh, yeah, that was uh, one I was never you? able to get a hold of. Oh, really? So. Quite tasty. Lots of pumpkin, nice rich coffee flavor. That okay. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, my wife is very, very upset right now because there's no pumpkin beers in Boise and she's been going really? every week looking for pumpkin beers and she's well, she's looking for pumpkin beers in general, but she really wants the Elysian uh, night owl. That's her favorite mm-hmm. one. And so she keeps bugging the the people at the, the co op and at the grocery stores and they tell her well, you know what? We can put a special order in for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because if you put a special order, <laughs> she's case. gonna, yeah, she's gonna get a case of it, and then she's <laughs> gonna 
end up drinking, you know, have something happen where she won't be able to finish it off. And guess who has to finish that case? I have. <laughs> you yeah, you're not a big fan of the pumpkin I, beers, are you? I, I, I can have one or two here and there, but I don't want to drink, you know, a case <clears throat> or even a 12 pack of pumpkin beer, uh, especially yeah, the, be the night owl. The night owl is okay, but there's better ones. I like the ones like the, the pumpkin is good. I like that one. I haven't tried the, the cold pressed pumpkin yet. I, I think mm-hmm. I'll, if if it comes into Boise, I'll for sure grab it because that sounds pretty good. Add a little coffee into that pumpkin beer. But I do like uh, the pumpkin. I like the stouts that have pumpkin in it, pumpkin spice. I think those go really well, uh, you know, with the pumpkin. But just the regular ales that give you that pumpkin, you know, yeah. pumpkin spice, it's just not for me. I feel like Southern Tier is uh, they they try to be the first one to get their pumpkin beer out at the during the season either. Either Southern Tier or us in with Cigar City. I haven't seen anything from Cigar City yet, though. Mm. Yeah, my buddy is from Jamestown, uh, New York, right outside of Buffalo, and he went home, and he said that they are doing a nitro version of Pumpkin this year, mm. which I thought was kind of strange. <laughs> I don't know oh. how that would work, but I haven't seen it down here, so I don't know if I'll ever get to try that. But well, if you guys ever get to the chance- brewery thing. If you ever get the chance to go, that is one cool brewery. Just, yeah, I've been to the location in Pittsburgh. I've not been to the one in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so the, they're actually um, in southern New York. So Buffalo's up by uh, Lake Erie. Isn't it Lake Erie? Mm-hmm. One of those lakes, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the the one that they have that's actually in the southern tier region of New York uh, is pretty amazing. And not only, it's it's probably grown since the last time I was there, but it's it's just a cool experience to go. Yeah, I've been to the Southern King in Pittsburgh, like Chad has, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed it. In fact, they had a lot of special beers that they just brewed there on site. And, uh, of course, they have all their great special b- bottle stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Right. Uh, and so I took advantage of that when we were in Pittsburgh to visit Amanda and Kevin. Uh, and I, I had a good time. So, yeah, I need to go up to the the real the real brewery one day for sure. So, um, Chris, what uh, what pumpkin beer does Cigar City put out? Uh, they do one called Good Gourd, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then they normally uh, they do. I believe they do a barrel aged version of it too. Um, but they did one a couple years ago called Seasonal Sneak, which was a pumpkin beer. It was like a pumpkin porter or stout. Uh, it had a picture of like this twisted, deranged Bugs Bunny looking character dressed up. <laughs> in a Santa Claus outfit holding a carved pumpkin. So seasonal sneak, uh, kind of Christmas, Halloween, all wrapped into one. And they put it out in July. Oh, wow. And I, I had to go get a bottle of it. Uh, it sucked. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> but I gave, I actually, I think I might've picked up two bottles. I gave, I tried the one bottle and I was like, ah, I'm going to fight through drinking this. And then I gave my other bottle away and my friend Susie, who I gave it to, she, uh, she absolutely loved it. So good. Well, so good. Got, to, yeah. got to go to someone who enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the key is that yeah. like I, I had bought a, uh, a six pack of a beer and I thought Sarah would enjoy it. And she, uh, didn't enjoy it because it was giving her some heartburn after she drank it. So I ended up, and I tried to drink it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not enjoying this either. So I just went ahead and gave it to a friend that I know likes that beer. Yeah. And uh, and then in, in, in turn, he gave me some beers that, you know, that he had 
left over in his fridge that some that you know people brought over for a party and he just doesn't like that style very much and he knows that I like the darker stuff so you know what hey I'll fill my fridge with with the stuff you guys don't like <laughs> sure uh, it's good beer for sure and he even had some stuff from Montana uh, his son goes to college at uh, in Montana I don't remember it's not Montana State it's the University of Montana and so he goes up there and and visits and brings back you know beers from the local brewery so it's kind of nice to to taste some some local stuff so i looking forward to trying those beers my you know too i haven't tried any yet he just gave them to me uh this week but i've been saving them for sarah because she you know they're ipas and i know she enjoys an ipa and she hasn't been in much of a beer drinking mood this weekend so i'm holding out for next week hopefully you can try some of those montana beers Wait, you have to drink twice as much then yeah 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 Make well i i i actually you know, I told her, I said, you know what? I've got a bunch of these New England IPAs that I can't just let age for weeks on end. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and drink them. So I started drinking you know, them last night, <laughs> and I just gave her a little sip of, of two of them. Uh, and, you know, it was it was good. She had, she enjoyed just having a taste. Actually, she enjoyed it more than just a sip. She kept taking the glass and drinking more, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I was going to give her a glass. She just said, no, I'm not in the beer mood. I'm like, okay. Typical Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of drinking beer, Denny, what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know what? I'm drinking a dark beer also. I'm drinking a beer from Bend, Oregon, from Crux Fermentation Project called the PCT Porter. And PCT stands for Pacific Crest Trail. And I, I'm guessing from reading on the can that uh, the Pacific Crest Trail is a trail that kind of finishes off down where the brewery is and... Uh, it goes up into the mountains where people go hiking, and when they're gun- when they're done hiking, they stop into the into the tavern at Crux and drink some beers. And this they made this beer just for those uh, those people that go out there and and do the trail. And it's a great porter, uh, American style porter. Uh, it's got some nice uh, toasty, roasty notes of of malt in there, some darker malt, and also uh, some hints of dark chocolate. And I really enjoy you know having a little bit of that bitter dark chocolate in there and it finishes off just a hint of sweetness not sweet but just a hint of sweetness in the finish uh but it's really good and it's easy easy drinking five five and a half percent alcohol and i think i've talked about this beer before i think on the on a show years and years ago but yeah it's always good to buy a six pack of crux and and enjoy it and so i'll drink a couple of these tonight while we're chatting but uh, you know what? We've already been long in the tooth. It's already like 10 minutes into the show, so we should probably open the show up and get on with the content. We have some good content you know, as, as we get going here. So in case we have any new, new listeners, I always like to let them know what Tap to Craft is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help you all along in your craft beer journeys. And you're listening to episode 134 and we're recording on Sunday, September 8th. It is the 8th, right? Yeah. September 8th. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I lost track of the, of the day. It's already almost the end of the year. It's hard to believe we're already in September. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, September 8th, 2019. In this episode, we will be discussing Chad's craft beer journey. We're going to learn about how Chad got involved in craft beer and a little, little bit of his craft beer journey. And we're also going to learn about the milkshake IPA. This is a topic. That Chad, when I asked him, hey, what do you want to talk about when you come on the show? 
And he said, you know what, I, I wouldn't mind learning some more about milkshake IPA. So we're going to learn about milkshake IPAs. And, of course, you can count on some great conversation along the way. And let's get right into that conversation. And we're not going to start it off with what people are drinking on Untappd. We're going to start it off with getting Chad involved in this show by talking about his craft beer journey. So are you ready for this, Chad? Yeah, sure. Okay, so there's some really easy questions. So there's no <laughs> wrong answer because you should know what the answer are because it's about you. So it should be really easy. All right, so I always want to find out how our listeners got involved in craft beer. Now, I know that most people, they go to college, they're drinking cheap beer, and then at some point in their lives, they get introduced to craft beer. And I want to know uh, at what point was that? And, uh, you know, did you like it? Did you enjoy what you experienced the first time you had craft beer? Or did you not like it and go back to your, you know, guzzling your Keystone Lights or Milwaukee's Beast or whatever? Okay, first of all, I never drank either of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I, did have, I did have some standards even when I was drinking shitty beer. So, well, I'm sorry, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are we allowed to cuss on this one? <laughs> Well, if, um, if it gets too bad, I'll just bleep it out. But uh, okay. I let, I let Chris go wild sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I was in college from 90 to 94. And, you know, I drank all those, you know, Budweiser, Genuine Draft, mm -hmm. Miller High Life, all that kind of stuff. And then when I got out of college and came back to Baltimore, I met this local band called Betty and Black. And the bass player was really into craft beers. Oh. So he kind of... His name is Dave Evans. He became kind of my beer guru in the beginning. And he introduced me to stuff like uh, Sierra Pale Ale, um, Pete's Wicked, mm -hmm. Boston Lager, uh, JWD, uh, Honey Brown, mm -hmm. uh, some of those kind of things. And yeah, I just, as soon as I started drinking them, I never went back to <laughs> the other, any of the other stuff. Okay, so so basically, your first experience was a positive experience. You actually enjoyed yeah. the flavors that you tasted. Yeah, I think he probably started me with something. I I would probably say the first one was probably Boston Lager, which is, I think, a fairly benign. You know, it, it's not much above, you know, the Miller and stuff. It, I think it's an easy gateway. Yeah, from those in the now, I can't even stand Boston Lager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They have so many better beers. I don't know why that's their flagship, but, um, but yeah, I don't even drink it. Like, if that's the best thing I can get somewhere, I'm usually just drinking water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so talking about gateway beers now, you know, may, most likely your gateway beer was, was Boston lager, but, uh, do you have a, a gateway beer you would recommend to others if you're trying to introduce them into craft beer? Um, hmm. I have like for like sours and stuff. I, I have one or two that I would recommend, but just getting into just going from like Bud and all that stuff into craft. Well, um, actually, you could use your sour because I think a lot of people nowadays they're transitioning in from wine, uh, and and sometimes sours are a good transition. You know, from going from right. wine into beer, they can have a, a a sour beer. So, what's your what's your uh, recommended sour for people that are just trying craft beer or sour beer? I really I really like um, Founders Green Zebra. It's watermelon mm -hmm. and it's it's not overly sour. It's got like a little bit of tartness to it, 
And, okay. you know, the, the watermelon flavor is really good. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, but if I, I, if I hadn't already been into sours when I first tried that one, I think that would have been the one that got me into liking that stuff. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Let's see, Chris, you want to ask uh, a couple questions? Sure. So um, out of, there's so many out there, do you have a favorite beer style or, or maybe like a least favorite beer style? Uh, my least favorite beer style is Farmhouse Saison. I, oh. I can't, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I've tried. You guys are always like, yeah, if you haven't, if you don't like a style, you haven't found the right one. And I keep trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep not finding the right one. Yeah. Um, and I don't like Hefeweizens anymore. I used to love them. They were, that was probably my first favorite style. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, and then I discovered hops and I just, I can't. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I can't do, uh, you know, the Hefeweizens anymore. Okay. So you like, you like hoppy beers. Now, what type of hoppy beers do you prefer? Do you like the the new hazy, juicy New England style IPAs, or do you like the old style uh, East Coast IPAs, or do you like West Coast IPAs? Um, I like them all. You like them all. Okay, <laughs> I, I do. I do. Um, I do miss like sprucey hop beers. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like those have just kind of vanished. Yeah. There are very few of them. And when I first got into like the IPAs and stuff, I, I feel like there were a lot more of those, and I really liked that kind of that you know sprucey bitterness that it had, and it just doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. uh, or that's, I'm looking that, in the wrong places. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's a, a sprucey type beer. That, you're right; it is a little far and few between anymore. Yeah. So, so if you had to choose a beer that was your go-to beer, what do you think it would be? Um, I feel like that keeps changing. <laughs> oh, right now, just right now, which are yeah. Um, one that I really liked a lot, and I've checked into, I don't even know, like probably over forty times. I think um, is Schlafly's Double Bean Blonde. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have had that one. It's it's a mm-hmm. nice coffee. It's a it's a blonde coffee, it's, mm-hmm. so it's not you know a dark coffee stout or anything. But it's it's one that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think coffee done in a cream ale or a blonde <laughs> ale, a lighter style that's just a, mm-hmm. a light hint of the the coffee, like a very mild, uh, not 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 very bitter, of course, but just a, right, right. a, a lightly roasted coffee, just to give you that flavor, is fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's some it good, really yeah, there's some good uh, versions of of those lighter coffee ales that I just I, I love. So that's good, yeah. And it always messes with your brain when you drink a lighter looking beer and it tastes like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first time I opened that, I was like, hey, wait, I thought this said coffee. <laughs> Why is this yellow? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it does. I, I love it when they mess with your brain. Yeah. Um, so if you were to, if you were able to name a beer and, and or a brewery, what do you think you would call it? I've always thought of opening a brewery called Spider Boy. Um, <laughs> Because my okay, son explain. is named Parker. <laughs> my son is named Parker after Spider-Man. Okay. Um, and at one of my old jobs, somebody, one of my coworkers used to always call him Spider-Boy. So I was like, oh, that'd be kind of a cool. Okay. And then you could have like different, you know, spider-themed beers or whatever and artwork and stuff. So 
I always thought that'd be kind of neat. Okay. okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you actually gave it thought. That's good. You actually have, sometimes people just don't ever think about about it, but there's a lot of people that do think about it. So it's good that you, you have an idea. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the last, the last official question. And this is what we ask everyone. And I think we already know your answer because you've answered this question before, but we got to get it on the air. Uh, the correct okay. way. Yeah. How do you rate your beers? Do you rate them overall enjoyment or do you rate them by style? I just do overall enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. The correct way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because I, I can't. What am I going to go back and check every logger that I've logged in and, you know, double? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Yeah, this, know, is, this is like me saying that uh, me being from Maryland also, that I'm from the South. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that. We're like yeah, yeah. either the most northern southern state or the most southern northern state, depending right. on who you ask. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's like, that's what, how I kind of compare that is like, oh, do you, do you rate your beers on overall enjoyment or do you compare them to the BJCP guy that you can look right. up? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not going through all that. Yeah. All that work. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to put a lot of work into my beer drinking, so it's okay. It's okay. All right, yeah. Chad. So, do you have any questions for us that you've uh, been dying to ask, or anything else you want to say about your craft beer journey that, that we might find uh, interesting and enlightening? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. No problem. Um, you did good. Cool. As soon as you find that, that farmhouse or Saison that you really like, we need to know about it as soon as possible. I, I will. Try, I, I, you, I mean, if you can tell me one that might be a good gateway, I'll, I'll try it. But. Uh, Trek Brewing has oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get Trek. <laughs> it's just a short drive from uh, yeah, okay, so look, It's like a six-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, what, I was going to say, what it's part of Maryland do you live in, Chad? Up. You're in Hunt Parkville. Valley, right? Parkville? Parkville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, six hours. Yeah, right on, right off of seventy. Take seventy all the way across the turnpike, and yeah, you're there. But it, it's just far enough that I can't do like a day trip. <laughs> no, no, I've done it. <laughs> take the take the wife and and your son, and go do a family trip uh, for a weekend, just a weekend trip. I mean, it would be cool to meet y'all. Yeah, and try the beers. Yeah, the, hey, he makes some fantastic beers, so you it wouldn't be a wasted trip because for one thing, you get to meet right. John. And you'll you'll get you know I'll make sure he gets well, you a that's private kind of overrated too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Kristen though, Kristen on the other hand, <laughs> you'll get a private tour of the brewery, and uh, you know get, get to drink his great beers. And he has guest taps on, so if you don't like his beer, I guarantee to be some other beers that you do like on there. <laughs> Why would I not like his beers? <laughs> no, his his beers are great for sure. And then of course, while you're in the area, Miles will just jaunt right into Columbus and. Get some of the great beers in Columbus, also. Mm-hmm. So it's a good weekend trip. You know, <laughs> he's like, I got some vacation I to do soon. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the same. It's it's six hours for me to get to Bend, and it's uh, and normally I don't go to Bend just to go to Bend. I usually go to Bend, Oregon, just passing through to go somewhere else that I'm heading to. Right. But I, I mean, my wife and I, we have you know, gone and stayed a night a couple times there. And it is fun just to do a, you know, an overnight, just a, just a, a regular weekend, just take off, stay, stay the weekend and come back uh, on Sunday. And, and uh, it's just nice to be able to experience all, all the beers because Ben has got like 20 some breweries in that small little town. And they're all pretty much all of them are really good. And uh, I think Columbus has got a pretty good, 
you know, you got a bunch yeah, of Columbus, too. Columbus does pretty good. Yeah, even yeah. even in the small town where where John is at, there's there's a couple more breweries there. I can't think of Three Tigers. I think is what one of them's called. Really good beers there too. Uh, there's, I mean, you can just go to. And I can't think of that little small town he's in, Chris. You remember the name of that small town? Mm, starts ah. with an N, doesn't it? I don't remember. I have a I have a really bad bad memory. Yeah, right I I can't remember that either. So. Yeah, but it's a small. <laughs> I wanted town. to say it was like I wanted to say it was like Norwich or Norwich or something, but that's uh, that's in in New York where <laughs> Norwich is where <laughs> family in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, now I need to know. Ah, it's Newark. Okay. Newark. It's in Newark. Newark. It's in Newark. Yeah. See, you're, you're that's close. Delaware. <laughs> no, that's New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, no, New Jersey. Yeah, you're right. It is New Jersey. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, great job on answering the questions. If there's uh, anything else you want to tell us as we're talking through, just go ahead and you can, you know, throw in a story or anything you want. It works out great. But now it's time to get let Chris do some do some talking, and uh, you want to go ahead and. Uh, and just, just not do. Let's just do a, a, a quick uh, what people are drinking on a tap because we do have this one. Yeah, this one is going to be quick just because okay. there it's Sunday. Football has started. Okay, and people <laughs> are drinking like it's their job. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. First one I want to point out. This is not an untapped, but I just made that post on our Facebook page a little bit ago, um, and Johan Halberg. Uh, posted up that he wasn't able to check into anything because he's working the night shift today. Mm. So cheers to know. you, sir. Uh, hope you get to uh, come off of that shift and enjoy a nice beer when you get done with work. So uh, starting off with Amanda Argauer, and I only wanted to read this one because she gave it such a shitty rating. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she is drinking a raspberry wheat by the Brick Oven Brew Pub, and she just writes, flat as a pancake and no one cares. <laughs> Give me my stamp and get me out of here. Uh, oh, so, L trailing. So, yeah, so it sounds like she's on the Summit Brew Path. Uh, Akron is in Summit County okay. in Ohio. So uh, she gave it one cap. Well, I mean, I think. Can you go down to a half cap? Uh, I believe so. Maybe even a quarter cap. But I, I look. I went in and looked up the beer. Um, Twenty-four people have checked into it, and their average rating is three point one six. So it sounds like a pretty slightly might be above average beer but well, it it sounds to me that the brewery doesn't m- care about what beer is coming out of their tap and if it's flat then it's obviously not coming out correctly yeah um, so the next one's going to be from tom joseph uh he's got two beers that he's checked into one is from devil's backbone brewing okay and, uh, the other one is from dogfish head he's drinking that pumpkin ale from dogfish head and on both of these beers i was drinking the pear lager from devil's backbone both of these beers got three and a quarter caps rating had the same notes for both of them Meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I told sarah i said hey dogfish head's coming out with their pumpkin or Pumpkin. 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 Yeah. And, uh, you know, she went to uh, about five or six years ago, she went to Orlando to Disneyland and they had a dogfish head brew fest and they served up. It was like a pumpkin. Like it was like a, in September. I think it was in September time frame. They had that pumpkin or whatever pump, pump, pumpkin yeah. uh, thing. And she had it and said, you know what? This beer is not very good. So. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, "Hey, it's coming back. It's coming. They'll probably be in town here. You want me to get you a six pack?" She said, "No, I'll pass on that." So she's a 
pumpkin <laughs> beer snob for sure. And oddly enough, I remember that beer is a beer that I thoroughly sought out as many times as I could get a hold of it. And I feel like either my tastes have changed or uh, the beer's gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's the same with me because I used yeah. to really love that beer and now it's, it's kind of like, eh. I just remember getting super excited when that beer came out uh, right around this time of year. And I look at it now and it's just like, well, just like he said, meh, yeah, meh. <laughs> uh, Mark Connors drinking Alpha King by Three, Fo- Three oh. Floyds Brewing nice. um, at Three Floyds Brewery and Pub. Oh, dang. Road trip. So, tri- road trip to uh, Indiana, I believe. Uh, he writes, slightly East Coast. Love the 6.66 ABV. He gave that one four caps. <laughs> um, moving to the next one, Leon Nult here in Tampa. He's drinking Bananas in Pajamas by Angry Chair Brewing uh, at his house. Gave that one four caps. Um, I, and I, I've only gone back about five hours. And I don't know, if, uh, Denny or Chad, if you guys realize when you like scroll down, you have to click load more to see more check-ins like, from from your friends, I've clicked load more three times, and I'm already, I'm only five hours ago. Wow! Like people are, <laughs> people are busy, people are super busy drinking today. Kyle Lilly is drinking Brooklyn Oktoberfest by Brooklyn Brewery. Oh. Uh, gave that one three point seven five caps with no notes. Uh, JC, who's JC? Jay Collins? Yeah. No, this is John John C. I don't know. Anyway, he's in North Olmstead, Ohio. Uh, he is drinking a uh, South of Eleven by Hoofhearted Brewing. Writes, great grapefruit and pine sticky bitterness. Can feel the alcohol, but not too heavy on the taste. Four and a quarter caps on that one. <clears throat> Stephen Brown, again, one another buddy here in Tampa, drinking Cowboy Breakfast by Prairie Artisan Ales. And gave that one four and a half caps. Okay. No notes on that one. Uh, Denny, oh. you were drinking the, uh, the Saul Brew 7 Hazy Double oh. IPA. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, read <laughs> yeah. what I said about it. Yeah, so a friend gave me this beer canned on 10-30-2018. I think it's past <laughs> its prime, but I still drank it all. It was horrible and was probably good. Yeah, it, uh, so it was their seventh anniversary beer, a double IPA, Hazy IPA. That's, you know, almost a year old. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, I mean that's a that's an old beer, right? Yeah, that is. And it did drop out. I'm sure that that when this thing was fresh, though, I think it was probably a pretty good beer because even a year later, which nobody in their right mind should drink a double I, a hazy double IPA uh, a year after it's been canned, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, as far I mean, I didn't rate it because I didn't want to put a rating with it being a year old. It just I, I wouldn't be right, but. Um, I will I will admit that uh, it wasn't bad. I, I've drank a lot worse beers that, that were a lot fresher than that. So mm-hmm. uh, Mark Church is drinking Elvis Juice oh, by Brew that. Dog at the Barn. Yeah. yeah. And he just writes, listening to Flu's acoustics and enjoying some Elvis juice. Uh, so it looks like he's uh, getting in some live music today. Yep. Gentleman on the stage playing an acoustic guitar. And he's in Zanesville, Ohio. Fun oh. story about fun story about Zanesville, Ohio. That's where a guy a few years ago released a bunch of exotic animals. The uh, <laughs> the even better part is uh, the week before that guy released all those animals. Megan and I were camping in the woods about three miles away. Oh man! <laughs> With so, so you dog. had a big 
Big your safari. You did some safari action. Uh, sure. I, it was. I was <laughs> like, hey, you know, I'm glad we went camping this week and not, you know, not the this, you know, the week that this guy let all these animals go because that would have been, that would have been something. Mm. Yeah. Um, Leon Nault again is drinking Boston by Aslan Beer Company. I gave that one four caps. No notes on that one. Mark Church again is drinking the Hopsecutioner by Terrapin Beer Company at the barn. He said he was expecting a little more with a name like that, but a decent beer. Uh, three and a half caps for that one. That's one that I get uh, disappointed about too, Mark. That's um, one called the Hopsecutioner. What I always find out with that one is it's been sitting in somebody's uh, in somebody's cooler for way too long. <laughs> and it's always pretty mediocre. Uh, Cody A is drinking the Munsterfest 2019 by Three Floyds Brewing Company. Nice. Everybody's drinking Three Floyds today. Yeah. Uh, I wish it. I could get that here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know they distribute to Ohio a little bit. So, I mean, it might be coming. You never know. Yeah. Um, Three Floyds Brewing, I gave that one uh, four and a quarter caps. Uh, I've been missing some fest, fest beer, Oktoberfest type beer. I'm, I'm about time to get a, get some of those. Um, Buck Buchanan, speaking of fest beer, is drinking a fest beer by a Maui Brewing Company at Maui Brewing Company. Really? Wait a minute. How can he be at Maui Brewing what? Company? He I think he checks in, in like I do. <laughs> 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 he's trying to get bad. He's he's going and, and, and playing the game, trying to get badges at these different uh, breweries that... I You know what? I would do it. I mean, I checked, <laughs> I checked in the other day at like, uh... Like some pediatrician's office. <laughs> um, so he's drinking Fest Beer by Maui Brewing Company. Purchased it at Maui Brewing Company. Yeah, he's. I think he's going for some uh, for some badges. Good for you, buddy. Uh, he just writes, great Oktoberfest. Goes perfect with my burger. Uh, three and a half caps on that one. Um, JC is drinking a Nitro Obsidian Stout by Deschutes at the Lindy's Lake House. He writes, great, super roasty coffee and creamy. Uh, four and a half caps on that one. Nice. I kind of like to try that one. Uh, Mark Connor again is drinking salmon pants. Uh, by <laughs> uh by Warpigs Brew Pub. Okay. Hmm. Oh, so I wonder Warpigs if he's at uh. I'm confused because Warpigs <laughs> Warpigs Brew Pub is apparently in Denmark, uh, but I know Three Floyds puts out a beer called. Uh, war pigs anyway uh he writes light and refreshing uh four caps on that one uh yeah he's checking into a few of them so tara carlson's drinking dogtoberfest by flying dog brewery oh. uh, one must have a drink at a drag cabaret in the woods oh, whoa uh, wow <laughs> that's is there a picture with that i need to go no check my untapped <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no pictures on that one. She gave that one four caps, though. So I don't, I don't know whether to thank Tara or ask Tara for pictures. Thank Tara that she didn't put pictures on there. Anywho, uh, Craft Beer Joe, he's checking into a lot of things today. Uh, he must be at the King of Ohio beer competition, or was there? Uh, he checked into some things from Urban Artifact, Dogberry Brewing. Uh, the one he checked into from Urban Artifact was called Phrenology Batch Number Four. I gave that one four and a quarter caps. Um, but he checked into let's see some other stuff. Didn't leave any. Didn't leave caps or notes on a whole lot of other things. But uh, 
probably all, I would hope if it's the king of Ohio beer competition, all Ohio breweries. Um, Cody A is drinking a pumpkin lager by Lakefront Brewery. That's kind of, and I'm looking at this picture. It's like, uh, it's, 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 I don't, I guess this is the right word to call it. It's a basic looking label. It's a picture of a pumpkin with some leaves and some curly vines. And it just says (laughs) pumpkin lager on it. Come on, that's not going to grab my eye. It's not, but you know what? I just called pumpkin lager basic, and that's pretty much what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, three and a half caps on that one. Um, wow. Craft Beer Joe, you're a busy dude. Um, some Market Garden, Loggerheads Brewing Company, Fatheads Brewing Company, Hoppin' Frog, Gangster Frog IPA from Ooh. Hoppin' Frog. That's a good one. That sounds good. And then the Lortz Prayer by Common Beer Company. <laughs> That's Lortz, L-O-R-T-Z. Got to make sure you spell it right. Wow, he's he's checked into a few of them. And he checked into Solo Hike by Trek Brewing Company. Oh, nice. So they yeah. must be at the uh, festival. I hope so. I mean, only the king can reign supreme at Trek Solo Brewing hike, Company. Yeah, Solo Hike is the uh, pale ale, is that right? I believe so. Okay. Uh, yes, it's their American IPA. Oh, the IPA. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Buck Buchanan again is drinking Barefoot Brew by Mowing Brewing Company. Gave that one three and three quarters caps. No notes on that one. Uh, Joe is still checking in the stuff. Chad Lamasa is drinking a cold pressed coffee pumpkin. Woohoo! Uh, lots of pumpkin and nice rich coffees. Five caps on that one. Whoa, a five capper even. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I checked into that right before uh, I connected with you. <laughs> that's the one I was drinking when we started. <laughs> All right, craft beer Joe, craft beer Joe, uh, Buck Buchanan again. Kiss my white by Maui <laughs> Brewing Company, clearest stout ever. It the the picture he put up here was looks like maybe a darker version of Budweiser. It's pretty clear. Mm. Uh, three and a quarter caps on that one. Uh, Mike Allen's checking into a handful of things. It must be bottle share day. Yes. Um, and the best one he checked into was further through the haze by bear Republic brewing company. Mm. Um, that one and jar bridge by I M B I B custom brews and gave that one four caps. Nice. And one more cause it, it got better. Uh, Mike Allen checked into Aeon Pecan Mud Cake Stout Bourbon Barrel Aged Version by Omnipoyo, and and uh, gave that. that one gave that one four and a half caps. Does it say I've had that one? Does it say you've had that one? It might. Friends. Hold on, I'm trying to now. I'm trying to get my uh, untapped up so I can. Look. No, it is not said you've had that one. Oh. Unless we're no longer unless we're no longer friends. There's different <laughs> variants of it though too. So oh, okay, I mean, that's yeah, that might be it. Okay, never mind yeah. then. But uh, that's what everybody's drinking. Nice, good job. That All was, right, that was only from the last five hours. Yeah, and I skipped and I skipped a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to hit the highlights now. I think and Ooh. the highlights and the lowlights. Those are what we like to see. <laughs> all that all that in between stuff is just like uh-huh. oh, that's not the important stuff. I want the good stuff or the bad stuff with some good notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Chad, have you done any beer events uh, lately that you want to talk about? I haven't been to any festivals or anything like that. Um, just been hanging out at, uh, I guess, my new favorite brewery, Pools Island, out oh. here uh, about 15 minutes from my house. Uh, oh, nice. They just opened in March. Yeah. Um, it, they've had a lot of good beers. So, And every time I see they've got a new beer on tap, I'm like, well, i got to go try that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I've been doing that a lot. Um, 
last weekend they had a, a singer in there, which was kind of fun. Um, but that's that's basically it there. And I haven't seen any festivals around much lately, okay. so right. there hasn't been much of an opportunity. <laughs> are you uh, are you planning your trip to go to the basketball game down south? I'm hoping to, um, but this year they only seem to have one Saturday home game. And, um, or at least in the early part of the season. And I was told that those dates are blacked out for me taking any vacation at work. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know if that's going to happen this year. And I'm going to be very disappointed because it's been my son and I have gone the last four years. Oh, my goodness. To a Duke, yeah. To a Duke game. So it's been a nice tradition. Yeah. And, um, well, you I gotta, don't know. You, you like, got to hit that bottle shop too, right? You got to get those beers. Yeah, yeah. I love their. <laughs> well, the one bottle shop that I really like closed. That's right. Yeah. Um, but they there is another place called Beer Study that I was really digging. Um, so I do want to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Well, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, that maybe those blackout dates will become unblocked, blacked out, and you can actually make that trip. That'd be good. Yeah. Or maybe if there's like a Friday game, I could go to that you know yeah like leave thursday night or something yeah yeah that's only six hours from you too you're willing to do that in a day yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no we so no i go down for the weekend for okay. that. Um, my my aunt and uncle live in durham okay. so and my uncle actually works at duke so that's how we ah, we get to okay i got we, you you know have access to tickets for early in the season once the acc schedule starts it's impossible but, yeah you know, we could see like San Diego, or not San Diego State, like, uh, I don't know, the San Diego Valley State or something. You know, <laughs> like, schools you've never heard of, but, you know, and Duke always crushes them. But it, it's fun to be at the at the arena, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's a nice father-son trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So, Chris, uh, neither you nor I had any worthwhile uh, beer stuff to talk about as far as events, but... Uh, I did, I forgot to ask you early in the show. I, you, you're surviving uh, the hurricane, right? So everything's okay. All oh, right. Didn't get uh, uh, too crazy down there. There was zero rain. Okay. Had a nice breeze, and uh, that was pretty <laughs> much it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it was sunny for most of the time. All right. So you didn't even know anything was going on. Um, had had the news not told me that there was a hurricane <laughs> coming, I would have known no different. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, because it was supposed to go right through you into Alabama, right? Isn't that what... Uh... According to the president, yes. <laughs> and his Sharpie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad that he was wrong. So he's definitely not a weather forecaster. So. Yeah, and my dad, who lives uh, just outside of Jacksonville on the east coast of Florida, up by Georgia, he uh, they they didn't really see anything either. So so it okay. seems like it... it, it it was supposed to come right through Tampa and then shifted north northeast, and it was a sunny day on Tuesday. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So just another another nice beer drinking day. It was, and you know what? It made me make sure all my prep was in order. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all is good. All right. Well, then let's get into some new and noteworthy beers. Chad, uh, did you prepare any noteworthy beers you would like to just you know let our listeners know about? Yeah, um, so I have four. Is that, is yeah, that okay? No, no. Talk. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let us know. Okay. So they're all from Pools Island. Like I said, they've <laughs> become like my favorite. <laughs> um, 
I mean, when you have a brewery that close, so like, <laughs> of course. Um, so today I went over there because they were giving away a free T-shirt that said uh, "So Long Joe." Uh, you know, Joe Flacco got traded, or mm-hmm. you know, left Baltimore, and so they were giving away a T-shirt, and they made a purple, uh, purple beer called "So Long Joe," and it was a butterfly pea cream ale. I don't know what butterfly pea is, but it gave it a nice purpley color. Um, I gave it a four cap. It, it was a decent, uh, decent beer. Uh, it was very creamy, but it kind of had like a, a, like a flat grape soda flavor to it, which it, not necessarily in a bad way. Just that's kind of what it reminded me of. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like it, it didn't turn me off is what I mean. Like it, it just, but that's the memory it triggered for me, I mm-hmm. guess with that kind of flavor. Um, so they also have a brand new um, pumpkin beer that they just tapped this weekend called Becky. And I gave that a 5.0. And it's much like the um, the pumpkin that I was drinking earlier. Um, it was a nice dark coffee flavor with just enough pumpkin and lactose. And uh, I just, I absolutely love that beer. It might be my new favorite pumpkin beer. Oh, wow. Was, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, they've also had, so this is kind of where my milkshake IPA request came from mm-hmm. is because they've had two that I've really liked. Um, one was called strawberry point and I, I think that's probably my favorite milkshake IPA at the moment. It just tastes um, like strawberries and cream. <laughs> just oh yeah. Nice. Phenomenal. And then they have one called traffic thunder, which was just basically a pina colada with lots of pineapple in it. And both of those, I gave five. On, on tap. Okay, so, so. I, you know what I, I see a I see a, a common theme with you is that if you really enjoy a beer, you don't hesitate to give it a five, right? Um, no, like, I mean I I typically go between like three and a half and and like four and a half, but some of them like the ones that I really really like, mm-hmm. I, I'll give them a five. Okay, um, good because so. I've um I I give. I give fives out pretty decently, and then I get to a yeah. mode where I'm like, okay, I, I every beer can't be a five, so then I start like, right. dropping it down to uh, four and three quarters, and then four and a half, right. and four and a quarter, <laughs> and then I get done drinking the beer, and I might have another one if I have more than one, if I have a six pack, and I realize, damn, I gave this beer a four and a half, but in reality, this is like a five. <laughs> just, yeah. So then I'll go I'll and do I'll, the same thing. Yeah, I'll go and I'll, up, I'll update the next beer. I'll say, you know what? I'm checking in again because I decided that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give this a five and then it equals out between the two check-ins to be, you know, four and three quarters anyway. But right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have the same, same problem. I like, I like to reward beers that I, I really enjoy for some, you know, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason why I, I really just, it just grabbed my, hold of me and, and just, told me that, hey, this beer is great. I'll give it a five. All right. So I, I think I need to come to Maryland and visit, you know, this Pools Island because it sounds like this they make some pretty good uh, beers. Yeah. And it, it sounds like they're putting lactose in a lot of their beers. Is that, is that um, true? Hey, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, no, I guess not because, I mean, just the the Becky and then the uh, – like the couple of milkshakes they've had. I mean, they do like pretty much every style. They even have a, uh, a seltzer oh. and they, they rotate their kegs quite a bit. So 
um, my wife was going with me because she really likes ciders, but um, they ran out of the cider and they haven't brought it back yet. Mm-hmm. So she's a little disappointed that they don't have that anymore. So yeah, I mean they're they're doing like all kinds of styles. So okay. it's you know I I think I just grabbed the ones that have the lactose in them. Yeah, yeah, because they're, <laughs> so. they're different, right? They give you that different yeah. mouthfeel and and right. a creamy like a like a a cream type uh, character that I that I kind of like in some beers. I don't want to drink it all the time, but I do enjoy right. you know if I have one of them, I really enjoy it. If I have two of them. Right. The second one's not as enjoyable as the first one. Right. Behavior. I, I mean, I like a good milk stout too. Um, Duck Rabbit was always my favorite oh, yeah. milk stout. Okay. Uh, what bro- what hey, I have no that problem. One? That's Duck Rabbit. Oh, Duck Rabbit. Of, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Out of North Carolina. Yeah. 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 We talked about that one before. Okay. And then um, before we get into Chris's noteworthy beers, I should have asked you about uh, about drinking with your wife does she, so you just mentioned that your wife likes cider does she not like beer or does she tolerate beer but she'd prefer to drink something else or what's what does she like to drink she likes cider just cider <laughs> okay. yeah pretty much um but when we go to pools i i do try to make her take sips of some of my stuff and there have been a couple of she's like oh i could maybe drink this okay so maybe maybe we're making some inroads um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have one called um, Rose Forte, I think, which is like a like a beer wine hybrid that she actually really likes, but it's a twelve percenter. Ooh. So yeah, so she's like, yeah, I'll just do a taster of this one, <laughs> but she does like that one. So okay. that you know, that's nice. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sounds some, like some good beers. Now, Chris, how about you? What are some noteworthy uh, beers you like to talk about? So we had we. I came home the other day and uh, Megan had cracked open a beer and she goes, she goes, Hey, I'm going to need you to help me drink this. I was like, why? What what is it? I mean, it's just big and boozy. She's like, um, yeah, I pulled a bottle out of the fridge that said Prairie on it. I thought it was a sour. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it was birthday bomb. Oh yeah. Yeah. And birthday bomb. Just like you and I have been talking back and forth before Denny. Uh, I gave this one four and a quarter caps on it just because I was forced to drink it. Yeah. I'd probably give it a better rating <laughs> had I had I opened it on my own. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of like a little present. Hey, I, I opened this. Can you help me drink it? Sure. Sure. So, um, but uh, any of their bomb series, I mean, they've got the pirate bomb, the birthday bomb. Um, what's another one that they have? I don't know. I, I had the... Christmas bomb. I've only had the, the birthday bomb, and then I've had the Bible Belt, the two two big stouts I've had from them. Yeah. Either way, um, all their stouts so far have been pretty amazing. Um, I know, I think, weren't we talking on the last episode that uh, maybe their sours weren't so yeah, desirable? I, I, I don't, that's why I was going to say is that it's, I'm surprised that Megan likes their sours because I actually don't like their sours at all. Uh, I think she opened, she had one a couple of, this was probably so long ago. It was like a, a pink guava one that mm-hmm. they put out that I think she really liked. And then she saw the Prairie label and she was like, oh, let's have this. Yeah. And yeah. Didn't, didn't really read too well into it. Um, but the birthday bomb, I gave four and a quarter caps to, I really like those, anything that they put out as far as their bomb series. 
always pretty good stuff. Um, the Brew Hub right here in, well, it's in Lakeland, Florida, just outside of Tampa. Uh, Brew Hub is a contract brewer. Brews for companies like, I don't know if they still brew for Cigar City, but they brew for like Green Man in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, they brew for... Uh, there's a company here called Rock Brothers Brewing mm-hmm. in Ebor City, right outside of Tampa, that they brew for until until Rock Brothers gets their whole brewing system up and running. Uh, but they put out a beer called Diver Down, and Diver Down is an imperial red Ooh. that uh, that I really like. It's it's actually pretty easy to drink. It's a little on the sweet side, but still has those caramel uh, and some toasty notes in there. And actually, uh, we had a friend of ours come over who actually is a sales rep for Brew Hub. And she brought us a 12-pack of Diver Down. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, she brought us two six-packs of it. And uh, and I gave that beer three and three-quarters caps. Excuse me. Um, Good Van Halen album, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great Van Halen <laughs> album. Yeah. Um, we'll get on. That's a whole other tangent that we can get on talking about Van Halen. And then I'm I, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my beer tonight. That Epic Brewing's Big Bad Baptista gave that one four and a half caps on that one because I had never had this one. I've had the Big Bad Baptist plenty of times, but this one, um, this is super smooth with the coffee, the vanilla, the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It's super smooth, um, and it's not super big on the on the barrel flavor because if I read this correctly, here we go. Uh, Imperial Stout with Mexican coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla, and cinnamon flavor added. Uh, and a hundred percent aged in whiskey barrels. Yeah, so, whiskey. Yeah. Um, it was nice. It's very smooth. Yeah, for for being aged in a whiskey barrel. So uh, I like this one a lot. Four and a half caps for that one. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Denny? What's uh, what's some stuff you've been drinking lately? Okay, I've uh, I've been drinking a few things. And I'm going to start off with a five capper because uh, Chad's here <laughs> throwing out five cappers. I need to throw out some five <laughs> cappers too. So uh, just like you. Sorry. No, no, no. Just, just like you, Chad, uh, the closest brewery to my house is about a five mile, four or five miles from my house. It's closest one called Mad Sweet. I talk about them all the time, and I, I've had almost every beer that they've released. There's a couple special releases that I didn't get a taste of. I think they had some... Uh, uh, some, you know, before they, they opened up as a brewery, they might have had some, uh, some, some tastings that they did. I didn't get those, but I tried every other beer they've put out and I really, uh, I really enjoy their beer. And I, I went on, uh, Thursday night and we had, went to trivia and we did, you know, we, we drank some beers, had some good time. And then I, uh, went on Friday after work because they were releasing this beer and I had to try it because I enjoy a good oatmeal porter. And this is their helm Ooh. of awe. Oatmeal Porter. And I'll tell you what, I drank two pints of this. Uh, and then I drank a hazy IPA afterwards because I had to, you know, I couldn't, I, I didn't want to go with the three, the three pints of the same thing. I had to mix it up. So uh, I went with the hazy IPA. But man, this Porter is really, really good. It had really nice toasty notes from the malt and dark chocolate character. But this one, different than what I'm drinking tonight, it finishes off kind of on a dry side. And I, I like that, you know, I like the fact that it was just kind of dry. wasn't, didn't have any lingering, uh, sweetness, you know, residual from the, the dark, the malts. Uh, but man, it was super good and really had a great mouthfeel and, uh, I really enjoyed it. So any of the, the people listening in the Boise area, make sure you go to Mad Sweet and get their, 
Helm of Awe Oatmeal Porter, five-cap rating. And then last episode, I mentioned that I was looking forward to Mother Earth Brewing releasing their Cali Creamin Creamsicle Cream Ale. It's the Cream Ale, Vanilla Cream Ale. With That's a mouthful. Yeah, with lactose. <laughs> yeah. They added lactose to it and some orange uh, flavoring. And I'll tell you what, uh, I as soon as we got done recording, I w- I, I've been looking at the stores, and sure enough, I found it on the in the store, and I grabbed a six-pack. I need, and I forgot to go back and grab a couple more six-packs because it was on sale for $9 a six-pack, which is a really good price. Wow. Uh, because this beer is really good. Now, it is their their vanilla cream ale, but they add a little lactose in there to give it that, that, uh, that you know, kind of uh, vanilla cream, ice cream type uh, character to it, a little bit sweeter, and then they add a, a little hint of orange. And I... What I like about this beer is it's not too over the top with the flavors, right? They're very subtle, so it makes it so it's not too cloying or too just too much. Uh, just you drink it and you have a you you have that that uh, vanilla cream right up front, uh, and then you have a little bit of hint of the orange in the finish, and it goes down super smooth. I drank three cans on the first <laughs> night I had it because they just went down so so easy and. It's a beer you can drink more than one without, you know, feeling that you drank too much of it because that flavor is just the right amount where it doesn't make you think you're drinking something too sweet. You know, there's a little bit of sweetness to it, but it's not too sweet. So it's uh, easy drinking. So I gave that one um, a four and a quarter rating. Uh, why four and a quarter? I don't know, because I just felt like giving it four and a quarter. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean... Uh, I, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I I could have like gave it better than a four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I could have gave it a four and a half. I could have maybe gave it a five, and maybe I will give it a five after I drink more of it. If I if it becomes something that I drink all the time, maybe mm-hmm. I will raise my my score up. But for right now, it's four and a quarter, uh, just because, you know, that's what I felt. And the last beer I'm going to mention is one that uh, from a brewery that I never had beers from before. I never even heard of this brewery it's from California. I think from Fon, Fontana or something, California. It's L River Brewing. And they had a hazy by nature down with IPA, New England <laughs> IPA. So you guys know how to sucker I am for beer puns. So mm. you got oh, yeah. the old uh, <laughs> Me too. Naughty, by, naughty nature, by Nature down yeah. with the OPP yep. uh, type uh, song. And I saw this and it had even a little uh, parental guidance uh, uh, <laughs> sticker on there about this, you know, saying, hey, this is a hazy IPA. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, so I picked it up. I'll tell you what. Uh, again, I gave this beer a four-cap rating. And after I started thinking about it, I should have probably gave it at least a four and a half. Um, I maybe miss, miss, you know, rated this one because this beer was really good. Now, why do I think I might have misrated it? Because I drank other beers after it that were not as good from breweries that I really appreciate, like Heretic Brewing. Uh, and this beer was superior to those other beers I had. So I was thinking, man, I really should have rated that one higher because it really was a good beer. But yeah, it was a, a very uh, juicy, uh, tropical uh, tropical fruit that that came across like the like a, like a juicy fruit. Uh, sh- sweet fruit, but it wasn't a sweet beer. It it finished, you know, with enough bitterness that you know it wasn't like overly sweet. 
Uh, just really good. I really enjoyed it. Really great New England IPA. So yeah, I gave that one four cap rating. So those are my beers. All right, now it's time for some voicemails. And yes, after I fixed the voicemail line, we got a couple of voicemails. And it's great that uh, people are utilizing the voicemails. And they even sent the voicemails, well, at least uh, the first one, for sure, was sent before I even got the show out. So it's good that I had fixed the uh, voicemail before then. But uh, the first voicemail is from our buddy Buck Buchanan. And I don't know, but did we decide that he's in Maui right now? Is that what he's doing? Is he I don't, vacationing? Buck, <laughs> it, it, Buck, if you're in Maui or you were in Maui when this finally comes out, let us know. Yeah, yeah. We. I'd, I'd kind of like to check. I'd kind of like to hear about how the how the beer scene is in Hawaii because you know what, uh, the franchise that we're a part of, there's one out there, and if I can go visit Maui as a business trip, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah <laughs> wow, let's do it. All right. Let's hear what Buck has to say. Hey guys, Buck Buchanan here from Oklahoma City. I uh, haven't talked to you in a while, so just wanted to catch up, see how things were going. Um, I don't really have a list of beers I've been drinking, but uh, you know, I like them to pour like motor oil and taste like bourbon, so uh, <laughs> that's how I roll. You know, it may be hot of summer, but my thought is you just go inside and uh, turn the air down a little bit, and guess what? Stout season again, so that's how I like to roll. <laughs> uh, a couple things been going on. Uh, hit Oklahoma, born and brewed, over 17 different breweries. Um, so that was really fun. We just finished up with the Oklahoma Craft Beer Summit, so we had a lot of uh, speakers come in and talk about different things like hops and barrel aging, and um, even had a, a logger session. So that was really fun to listen to. So anyway, just kind of following up, see how you guys are. Uh, question for you. Um, I kind of uh, am into origin stories lately, so uh, I know I haven't been listening very long, maybe a year, not quite a year, so um, I missed a lot of the early days. So tell me about how all you guys met, like how you guys are all across the country, you know, from um, Florida to, where are you, uh, Idaho, and I think, where's Trek Brewing, like out east somewhere? Like how did all you guys meet? How did the podcast start? Um, how did this happen with you guys so far away? Um, anyways, give me your story. I want to know what's going on. Anyway, good talking to you guys. Um, talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Buck, for that awesome voicemail. And, uh, yeah, well, let's start off. I, I drink stouts all summer long. Uh, I mean, big barrel one. I mean, I've talked about all these stouts and stuff I drink, so it's okay. I like drinking any beer all year round. But for me, it just makes more sense. I, I drink more of those heavier, uh, you know, higher alcohol and thicker, robust, double Russian Imperial stouts type stuff uh, when it's cold out because it does tend to warm your bones a little bit more. But I do drink stouts all year round. I love stouts. And, you know, we just, you know, ha had the, uh, well, we had the Imperial Porter, just last week or last time we recorded, uh, right in the middle of summer. So it's, it's mm -hmm. okay. What do you guys, uh, you guys, uh, you know, drink big stouts all year round or you guys only like to drink them, you know, during the winter time? Um, I'll drink them whenever. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently drinking an 11.7% Imperial stout, uh, right now today. Mm -hmm. Today was 93 degrees <laughs> with, you know, a heat index of, I don't know, 102. Yeah. So yeah. 
uh, it's cold in my house right now, 74 degrees, and you know, it's about stout season. Okay. So, yeah. Just like you said, turn down the AC a couple degrees and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I love my stouts and I drink them whenever I get in the mood for them. But the thing is, is that a lot of times, since it is summertime, we do spend time outside. And when you're outside in the heat, sometimes you just want some of those lighter, you know, those lighter cream ales and, and blondes and, and summertime lagers and such just to, you know, not quite so heavy, easier, easier drinking. But mm-hmm. when I'm inside, of course, I'll drink a stout. Uh, yeah. Cool. And stouts are more like uh, I drink them at night while we're sitting down, maybe watching a movie or something just to yeah, yeah. sip on one, especially like when dessert. it's a bomber. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm getting to the point now with all the beer that's in my fridge, like I need to clear out these big bombers because you can send me some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all came from Tavor. I'm not allowed to mail them to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't get Tavor here. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the uh, like. I want to start brewing again, but I, that's where I that's where I ferment everything is in the beer cooler because I have the temperature controller on there, and I'm not buying another chest freezer. Mm. So, got to drink all what's in here first before we can start brewing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, and, that sounds uh, like a terrible problem to have. It is. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, he needs to stop buying off of Tavor. <laughs> well, Look, I haven't <laughs> I haven't bought from Tavor for probably two months now. Okay. I'm good. having I'm having withdrawals because I keep looking at the <laughs> I keep looking at the app going, Oh, that sounds really good. I could probably get that. But nothing special's popping up. Like I'm not looking at stuff from like Fremont or anything like that where I'm just like, Oh, I know it's good quality solid beer that I could get a hold of. Um so nothing's popping up that's just like, Oh my god, I have to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. good because when it does then I'm filling another box and oh. I'm not brewing beer. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you can just, instead of getting another chest freezer, you can just get a little mini fridge um, from Costco. Yeah, like one of those college dorm rooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking about doing that too. Um, because now all of the beer is actually shipping to my office. So if we do order anything, it can ship right to our training facility and we're good to go. But I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to ship anything there yet, so okay. we'll uh, we'll keep it good. Uh, but talking about some kind of origin stories, yeah, I think it's pretty cool how how we all uh, how we all connected and got together. Yeah. Um, so, so Denny, how how did you you started the podcast just kind of based off of the forty cast, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was part of uh, another podcast that's no longer recording. Uh, and we did, I did three years with them where I pretty much brought the craft beer talk to the show. They were drinking forties at, at the beginning, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, I kind of brought them back down to reality where you started drinking some better, better quality beers and really got all the guys uh, enjoying craft beer. And then when that kind of finished out and I, uh, I stopped doing it, I had a lot of listeners that uh, from that show that said, Hey, you should do your own craft beer podcast. I, you know, we want to hear you talk about beer. And so I finally, you know, about, uh, four or five months after I stopped recording with the 40 cast, I went ahead and, and, uh, started, you know, thinking about doing my own craft beer show. And originally, uh, it was, you know, I was going to do it myself. And then I was going to try to, to see if I can get John Ream to join me. So I was, I knew if I did a couple shows and he saw that I was struggling to, to, you know, to, you know, make a, 
worthwhile show by myself that he would, you know, want to jump in and, and join me and help me along in that uh, process. Now, John and I met on the 40 cast. He was a listener and he wrote in to tell me that I was wrong in what I was saying. <laughs> He's good at that. Yeah. Which is, which imagine that. Imagine John telling me that I was, you know, that I was wrong. He, he's good at it. Uh, Actually. <laughs> but, uh, and so we became friends just from, you know, communicating back and forth. We had him on the, the 40 cast a couple times to, you know, to talk about beer and we had a good time. And I would go to Seattle and he was living in Seattle at the time. And I would, you know, Seattle, Seattle's a, you know, nine hour drive from Boise. And we would go once or twice a year to Seattle and see John and do the beer scene and go see, you know, do Seattle things. And so we became friends and I, you know, I'd see him a couple times a year. And then one of the visits after I started the show, I went to his place, we're having a barbecue and he says, I'm listening to this show. Uh, you know, and he, and he, he kindly, you know, tells me some things that, you know, that I can improve on and this. And I said, well, you know, I, I could really use a co-host. Would you want to, you know, to join me on the, the show and, and we could be, you know, a co-host together. And of course he said yes. And that's how John joined in on the 40 cast. And then, I mean, not the 40 cast, but the, uh, tap to craft. So then after the first two episodes, then it was John from episode three on until whenever, uh, a year, year and a half ago or so when he had to step away from the show. And, and then, uh, that's when, uh, Chris, you came onto the show, but you mm -hmm. actually, you know, why don't you tell how you uh, came, you know, came to to find us and and join in? Yeah. So as as far as I remember it going, um, so at the time I was working at a boarding school in Ohio, and a lot of my job is was spent with headphones in my ears. So I started looking for just craft beer podcasts and and different things I could listen to while I was just kind of working during the day and I found tap the craft and I think you guys were probably, I don't know, 16, 20 episodes in when I find, when I found you guys. And, um, it's funny. That's you guys are the reason I have actually a Twitter account. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I had questions, but the, the whole big thing was, is like, you guys didn't have a Facebook page and yeah. everything I ran off of at that time, even now, uh, was mostly through Facebook and uh, long story short, after catching up on all the episodes, um, we started listening and I, I reached out to Denny after asking a couple questions like, hey, um, you guys don't have a Facebook page? Mm -hmm. And I remember Denny writing me back going, yeah, I really don't use it. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, I was like, well, well, that, you know, if you guys get one, I'll, I'll run it for you. And then I remember all of a sudden I get a notification that there's there's a Tap the Craft Facebook page. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I guess this is happening. Um, so after kind of getting to know John and Denny a little bit, uh, I started running the Facebook page for them. And then I believe episode 44, 45, 46, somewhere in there, uh, I got to do my craft beer journey. I believe you guys called it the McKenzie experience, <laughs> which I see it pop up every now and again on through Facebook, like the, the time hop feature. And mm. I think that's pretty, that's always pretty cool. But, uh, yes, yeah, just started just volunteering the time to just run the Facebook page and, you know, post pictures and articles and all that stuff on there. Because once I got down to Florida, that was actually part of my job was to run social media for part of the company that I worked for. 
And then once John had to step away, it just worked out that uh, I was able to kind of fill in that spot on Sunday or Monday nights when we do record. And uh, here we are, uh, 134 episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a short uh, five years. Yeah. Which amazes me, by the way, because <laughs> I've been in, I've been in Tampa. We thought about this the other day. I've been in Tampa. It'll be four years in January. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just kind of bouncing around at the school, listening to you guys, and then just like waiting two weeks for the next episode yeah. to show up <laughs> and having to listen to all that regular garbage that people call the podcast. And then the, once yours finally released, it was gone in an hour and a half because, yeah. yeah. Gotta keep them short. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have just two hour episodes or <laughs> anything like that because then people gripe. I guess, except- I guess we could do, uh, Record all in one night and then release them every week as a half a show. So you get the first half one week, <laughs> second half the next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> Leave you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. So that's how Chris got involved. But Chad, how did you find Tap the Craft? Since, I mean, you're on the show and, and obviously uh, you like us enough to want to come in and, and have your voice heard and uh, co-host with us. So how did you find us? That's a good question. Um, I think I just went to my podcast platform that I use, a podcast addict, and I was just like, I need a beer podcast. And so I just kind of typed in beer, and you guys were like at the top of it. Oh. And, or, or near the top. Like, I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> you can say the top. You were down now, Denny. You can say, you can say <laughs> yeah, number one. I mean, <laughs> we were number one on the list. That's fine. No, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. I mean, it, I've been listening for, I guess, like three years now. Um, maybe even longer, uh, cause you guys were already at like, I think like 60 episodes in when I first found you and I just blew through those episodes mm. and, um, in about a month, like I, I just got caught up and then I've been listening ever since. Um, yeah, I, like the first couple when it was just you, it was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> But then when John, <laughs> but then when John came in, I was like, okay, because podcasts are for me, they're typically better when there's more than one yeah. host, mm-hmm. just because you know, you have you know that banter and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. um, that's when it really picked up for me. And I was like, okay, and I pre- honestly prefer like the two hour episodes, but that's me. I know not everybody <laughs> likes that, but um, and I wish you were every week, but I I understand people have to work and you know real life gets in the way. Yeah, so, it, take, it takes uh, uh, the the reason why it's it's only biweekly <laughs> is because uh, it does take a lot of effort to come up with the outlines, the topics, and to make it right. interesting. And I don't, I didn't want to have it where I felt that if I was doing it every week, that I was I was being forced to try to come up with the content and and right. and have everything mm-hmm. forced, and it would just become boring and and drag on. I really do try to, you know, as much as I can, depending on you know, because we're all we all lead busy lifestyles and I'm out of the country uh, a lot at different times. And, and, and if I had a weekly podcast and, and when I'm gone for two weeks out of the country and, and I have to leave like before the, you know, an episode releases. And then, so that means I have to have three episodes, three, oh, uh, three or four episodes set up ahead of time. That's just not practical to try to manage. At least if I can get two episodes together before I go, it, it's a lot easier to, to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, I just didn't want it to, to, I don't want to phone it in, right? I want to make it so it's a it's a good experience every episode that people listen to, and that's that's why it's every two weeks. And yeah, right. and, and I appreciate that. That that makes total sense to me. 
Yeah, and I'm with you, Chad. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, you know, I really wish you guys would do something like every week because waiting two weeks, especially once you get caught up, I was in the, right. in the same situation. I was like, geez, I got to wait two weeks for this thing to come out. And then I see, like, I I feel pretty fortunate that, I mean, literally all I do is I get in and I fill in my notes on, on the sheet that we fill out on the on Google like I fill in my notes and like all the beers that I drink and any of the stuff that we talk about. But Denny does the majority of the stuff. I, I don't know if I would be able to do half of the stuff that he does, especially with our time restrictions. Um, right. So it's, it, it's, it is, it really is like a, it is a ton of work and his, the outline that I get to see every two weeks, I'm just like, geez, <laughs> I would not be able to put all that together. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> so. I just, I'm just glad that there's, I mean, there's some, shows where i just try to i mean i there's i don't want to do talking about uh, beer styles at every every episode yeah. so i want to mix it up and you know so sometimes i'll just do the news because there is like last week or last episode uh, there was some you know pertinent news that we could you know make a show out of that was you know good good conversation so if, there, if i find stuff like that it's nice to just do it on uh, some news articles and such but but yeah, yeah, that's uh, so that's our origin stories. And Buck, uh, remember, you can go back. These shows are timeless. Sure, there's some <laughs> information that has a, a timeline that was uh, that was specific to that time. But for the most part, our topics, they, you know, they can carry on, and you can learn uh, even five years later. Uh, so go back and listen to the early shows and find out more about John. Because if you just started listening a year ago, you've missed John. And uh, he, you know, he's a whole different character than Chris and I. He's mm -hmm. the uh, he's the guy that uh, just you know says it how it is, <laughs> calls you out when you when you misspeak. And uh, we have it was always a good time. And I think people really enjoyed uh, the fact that you know, hey, we don't hold anything back. If if we don't agree with something, hey, we'll let you know. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we had guess what? We have another voicemail, and this one is from Kevin and Amanda. Uh, and let's go ahead and hear what they have to say. Hello, Denny and Chris. It's Amanda and Kevin. I got caught butt-dialing your voicemail the other week, so <laughs> I wanted to call back. Um, it's We are celebrating our last night in Pittsburgh. We are headed out. I wanted you guys to know that we've been up to a lot of really fun beer drinking extravaganzas as you've probably seen on untapped we have done our fair share of beer drinking lately and we're excited to talk to you about that i even have a code for my untapped check-ins now it's a secret code that only you guys can know <laughs> um and i also wanted you to know that we just popped open a beer and it happens to be a dogfish head 120 hmm. yes we I agree, Kevin. We are kicking off the evening before we head down to Southern Tier um, with the Dogfish Head 120. We're going to split it. It's been aging in our basement for quite a while, and I know everybody just cringed about an aged IPA, but it's not really an IPA, and it's not really that good, regardless <laughs> of what Chris McKenzie might do. Blasphemy. <laughs> so we're going to sit I like the 120. Until we can't Damn right. <laughs> and then we're going to head down to Southern Tier and have some good beer. So we hope to talk uh, to you guys soon, and we can't wait to listen to the next episode. They've been great for our road trips back and forth between Akron and Pittsburgh. So talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. Bye. 
All right. Well, thank you, Amanda, for uh, calling back after the butt dial. I think that's <laughs> pretty funny. So, <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily that I had the voicemail totally broken because, uh, or maybe you just didn't know it wasn't working because you realized you were calling, uh, calling the the voicemail line, and then you hung up before it it got to the uh, the actual voicemail part. But, but yeah. So, uh, an an aged. Dogfish had 120 minute IPA. Now, in their def- in in Dogfish Head's defense, mm-hmm. because it's such a wonderful beer, Amanda, uh, it actually says that you can age it. Yeah, yeah, it's so boozy. You have to age it to make mm-hmm. it drinkable. Oh. <laughs> That's incorrect. <laughs> Fresh is delicious as lo- even when it's even when it's two years old. It's still delicious. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought it was funny that they, they were just doing that as like a pre-funk before they go to have a real good mm-hmm. beer. They were just getting their I drunk mean, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They basically got to get uh, get primed before yeah. they get out there. And I don't blame them. I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking you for... Oh, go ahead, Chad. Uh, I was going to say, I can't age beers because if there's a beer in my house, I know it's there. Like, I can't not drink it. I don't know how people do this aging thing. It's it tough. <laughs> Patience. It doesn't. Impulse control. I, I, I don't think I have any of that. Uh, okay. So <laughs> one, one thing that helps is if you have a separate beer fridge and you mm-hmm. fill it, then it's easier to age beer than you think because, <laughs> maybe, because you're always maybe that's filling it. that's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start to get the big beers. You're like, oh, you know what? I'll drink that one later. And then you'll just, you know, you'll put new stuff in. Oh, I want to have that new thing. And before you know it, you've got to be, I mean, I have been working on trying to, break my cellar beers down to like nothing. I'm not, I'm trying not to sell her anything anymore. And I still find myself not, you know, somehow beers get stuck away where I just, I just don't, I forget about them until I pull them out and they're like, Oh damn, this is a year old already. And I'm not even <laughs> trying to do it. It just happens. Right. So Danny, I feel like you've been trying not to sell her beers for like the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. That just, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm doing better though. I I only have, I still have, well, I still have some loose cannon, that is probably four years old now. Okay, so loose cannon, not from heavy seas in Baltimore, yeah, but loose cannon, thinking, yeah. loose cannon from John. John, right? yeah, yeah, John and I made a beer uh, together, uh, and it's a Belgian dark strong ale, and man, it's, it's so really good. It's really good, uh, and. I wish I could have tried that. Yeah, well, I, well, I still have a bottle, so maybe as a come to as, Boise. Dad. Yeah, come to come to Boise. <laughs> I <laughs> would love to come to Boise. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a uh, thirty-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, thirty-hour yeah. drive. Uh, I would probably hour fly. <laughs> Four-hour flight. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I have a couple of loose cannons. I think I have two two bottles left. That's all I have, and that and then it's all gone. There won't be any left. I'm still hoping that John is going to make a Belgian Dark Strong Ale uh, at Trek, and it's going to be as good or maybe better than the one we made originally. Because uh, he needs to. That beer is. I mean that that is fantastic beer. Yeah, yeah. He could do it, and he could he could also do a like a special bottle reserve too. So mm-hmm. he can serve some of it on draft, and then have these special bottles, and then he sells the bottles for. You know, fifteen dollars a a twenty two ounce bottle, and then uh, people can age him if they want. I and, cannot imagine him bottling all those bottles. 
That that's a lot. Yeah, but he doesn't have. To, he could do like a a small. I mean, that's true. He's make. I wouldn't make it necessarily on the fifteen barrel system. I would make it in his. Uh, oh, he's got that his, one barrel. System. Yeah, he's got the one barrel system. I would make it in the one barrel system, and then have a you know have one one uh uh sm- whatever small keg for the mm-hmm. or like maybe one keg for the for the tap room, and then the rest in in bottles, and just sell like a, a limited collection of a hundred bottles or less or fifty bottles or whatever. I didn't do the math, but you know whatever it is, and then it's a special treat like a. Uh, a Christmas beer type thing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda, Kevin, and Buck for leaving voicemails. Our voicemail line was getting very, very lonely, and I'm glad that it got cheered up for a little while. And I encourage all of our listeners to, to leave a voicemail. doesn't matter what it's about. Just uh, you can butt dial us, and then when you realize you butt dialed us, just say something. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but you can do that very easily. Just... Call us at 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Very easy to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And just leave us a voicemail. And I don't, we're kind of running a little bit long. This is going to be a two-hour show plus. So, uh, Chad, you'll be happy when you listen to this. It'll be a long one for you. <laughs> but uh, if you'd like to contact the show, you can contact us with questions or comments. Uh, through our email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at taptocraft. And Chris would love to interact with you on Facebook at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And we also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, then you know you'll find some other great content like the following shows. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Form Radio Network over at openformradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Form Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz. The Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various brilliant topics, and this week we are going to be discussing the Milkshake IPA. And again, this topic was brought to you by our buddy Chad. So thank you, Chad, for, for helping me out with a topic. Uh, I know that you, didn't, uh, you, you don't have uh, the expertise on this topic, but that's okay. You just, uh, you know, as we go through this, uh, uh, you know, talk about the Milkshake IPA, learn about the history, uh, I'll be curious to find out what your experiences are with the milkshake IPAs and, and if you know what you like about them and and the different flavors, characteristics, and things that that work and ones that don't. Because I'm sure there's some that are good and some that you just didn't feel you know all that great. So <clears throat> go ahead and just uh, interject with your uh, your stuff as we go along. And uh, I did pull some of this information since the milkshake IPA. Also known as some some you know can call them like a smoothie IPA. I don't really call them smoothie IPAs, but I think that's might be a term out there uh, in the wild. But uh, the milkshake IPA is what I I typically have called these things. There's no style guidelines for these, so uh, there's, it's not an official style yet. Whether or not it's going it to be just too new is that? Yeah, it's only a, a few years old, <clears throat> and it's I mean they just now you know hazy IPA. And New England IPA type style, they just added those into the into the uh, BJCP 
BJ, yeah, BJCP. Yep, BJCP. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long since I said it, I almost forgot. Uh, you know, only this last year or this year, actually. So it's, it's uh-huh. only new that they've added those, and they've been around for quite a while. And the milkshake uh, IPA is, is still only a, a couple years old, and they just, you know, it hasn't been added in. It's, you know, it's kind of like like uh, the brood IPA. You know, is, is there going to be a brood IPA style? Probably not, because I think the brood IPA is going to die. I hope so. I saw a big <laughs> stack of brood IPAs. That I was at a Total Wine and More picking up beer yesterday. There's a huge display of just brute IPAs. I believe it was from Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that the big breweries now are, are trying to put out their brute IPAs. The Sierra Nevadas, the New Belgium, you know, the, the bigger breweries. But I don't know. I haven't tried theirs because I've just, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just not enamored with, with brute IPA. I just have, I've only had one or two of about, 20 or 25 different ones I've tried that were even what I would say were good. Everything else has been really bad. So I, I'm, I'm almost like steering away from, from even trying anymore because I'm just getting tired of it. But, uh, but I will say that I, of the milkshake IPAs I've had, I've really enjoyed the style. And as I mentioned earlier, it's a style I, I like, but I don't want to be drinking this all the time. I want to be able to have one, enjoy it, and then move on to something else because of, that 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 uh, sweetness and that uh, cre- you know that creaminess and sweetness is is good for one one beer, but any more than that, it, it gets I kind of get over it real quick. Yep. So I, I yeah I don't want like four of them yeah. or anything. No. But. Yeah. So um, I, there was two articles I found online. The first one was WTF is a milkshake IPA, and this was found on VinePair.com, and it was written by Kat Wol- Wolinski. And the other one was actually on uh, craftbeer.com, written by Andy Skelton. It's, it's called uh, Malt and Hop Shop, The Scoop on Milkshake IPAs. And I've kind of taken information from both these articles and put them into our little synopsis that we're going to go ahead and Chris and I are going to uh, go over uh, on the show. So I'll start it off, and then, Chris, you can jump in where, where I have you uh, uh, penciled in there. And then we can go ahead and we can chat as we talk about these different items. So milkshake IPAs may not be traditional, but they are most certainly a trend and one that has sustained three years and counting. In fact, the category has inspired brewers to experiment with lactose, fruit, spices, and hop additions in a variety of ways with relatives and predecessors in the smoothie and hazy IPA category. The milkshake IPA and the smoothie IPA are both substyles of the New England style IPA. They pump up the volume on fruit additions unfermentable sugars and adjuncts such as vanilla. This creates a creamy, full-bodied texture and bold opacity that is reminiscent of what you might find in a malt shop. And I think that's uh, pretty clear, right? It's uh, it, it's it's an ugly beer, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, but unless, you know, if you're looking for orange juice, that could be... <laughs> yeah. be what you're uh, what you're looking for uh the main ingredient that sets milkshake ipas apart from other juicy and hazy ipas is lactose lactose is an unfermentable sugar that adds sweetness and body to a beer the use of lactose has traditionally been used as an ingredient in english style sweet stouts commonly referred commonly referred to as milk stouts since lactose is derived from milk mm. 
In addition to lactose, <laughs> another common adjunct in milkshake IPAs is fruit. Whether it be pineapples, strawberries, mangoes, papayas, raspberries, <laughs> or something else, fruits are prevalent in this style. Adding fruit into the mix helps to balance the sweetness scale. Mm. Many, re- many, Jesus, good Lord. Um, <laughs> many breweries, <laughs> many breweries also include vanilla beans into the mix at different stages of the brewing process. Vanilla beans combined with the lactose create a fantastic marriage of flavor that also helps deliver on the milkshake mouthfeel. Yeah, and that's a, I think that's a key, a key ingredient that I, that I definitely feel like, especially like this vanilla cream ale that I was talking, the cream circle, mm-hmm. is that if we were just added lactose alone, into the into this beer it would be like a sweet orange thing and and it would be missing some of that uh some of that flavor that vanilla flavor that comes across and gives it more like the ice cream or you know like the cream sickle ice cream bar type character so i think vanilla and lactose and these fruit additions really go well together and uh so what kind of uh so i don't have a large experience with these beers. I've had probably a handful of milkshake IPAs over the last year, I guess, uh, probably a year. And I know a lot of this milkshake IPAs was, was starting off over on the East Coast and uh, in California, those breweries were doing a lot of them. And I didn't get any very much here in, in the Boise area. So Chad, since you were in the kind of the heart of the milkshake IPA area, as far as getting the start going in that uh, on the New England uh, area, um, as far as fruit characters, what is what kind of fruits work with these milkshake IPAs that you've had, and which fruits don't work? Have you had some that just didn't really you know work out well that came gave a a bad bitter character to it, or or was everything usually pretty well balanced? Uh, I can't think of any bad ones. I- like you, I haven't had a ton of them either, um, which is kind of why I wanted to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the two that I had from pools that I mentioned in the notables strawberry. earlier. And the strawberry and the other one was the pina colada kind of thing. Um, I honestly, I can't even really think of like the other. I, I have probably had maybe ten mm-hmm. over like the last year. Uh, I, I feel like they're starting to come into Maryland more. Um, so, like, I have had a couple, um, but I can't think of one that I I found to, like, be bitter or, like, a, a bad fruit flavor off the top of my head. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think for me sometimes, uh, like, guava <clears throat> can sometimes be uh, a little too much. Sometimes papaya can can kind of give off, and sometimes even mango can if not used, uh, if it's not used right, can kind of give you uh, a little bit too much acidic uh, character uh, from right. from that uh, fruit. I mean, I like, I do like mangoes, but sometimes they can just add a little bit too much acidic acidity to right. the, the beer. Um, how about you? And I'm not sure I've had a mango uh, milkshake yet. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Have Have you had uh, what What is your experience, Chris, with with these, I know you have a lot of the lactose-infused Berliner or Florida vices that they 
kind of make a milkshake vice type thing. Do you? How about the IPAs though? You got a lot of milkshake IPAs down in Florida? Uh, yeah, we seem to get a lot of them. And as far as fruits go that are in them, um, yeah, I'm kind of with you on the like the the couple that you mentioned, like the the mango. Sometimes the mango can be a little over the top or the papaya. But down here, papaya is like a big a big thing just because of the uh, Hispanic or the Latino community um, <clears throat> that that they use in a lot of foods, uh, desserts, beers, that kind of thing. Uh, pastelitos is a big dessert that you get down here. It's uh, papaya and uh, I'm sorry, guava. Guava is yeah, that. The guava, that, yeah. The guava and cheese pastries, pastelitos, mm-hmm. are uh, pretty amazing. And those fruits, I feel like any of the fruits that go with, uh, like that you could put with like a cheese or a cream or anything like that work work really good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think the, like strawberries is a no-brainer, right? And orange. Yep, right. Orange and strawberries, those are like the, the no-brainer ones. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, people are trying different things. And I don't know, with a, you know, maybe a blueberry uh, version might work okay. And maybe... Yeah, maybe some. Yeah, uh, I think that would be good. Yeah, some ras- raspberries, raspberries, and and uh, blackberries. You know, those those might work out okay. Uh, you know, those might be fun. You know, fun ones to try. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to for this style to become more available in in more areas. You know, when when more local breweries are starting to to brew it up, I just I think they're just now starting to get where some of the breweries here in my area are, are giving it a try. Uh, I, you know, I, I mentioned Woodland Empire Aircraft all the time and I've had, you know, that with them, it's hit or miss that, you know, I, I have to hand it to them that they try a lot of different things and some things work and some things don't. And, uh, so it's a hit or miss. Like I'm rolling the dice every time I go and grab something, uh, you know, new that they've done. And I'll tell you, it's probably, you know, I'll give them 60% it's good and 40% it's not so good. So they're, 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 they're doing a little better than 50, 50, but they're just, you know, barely, but I think they'll be putting out some more of these uh, milkshake IPAs and I'll be able to try more variety for sure. Uh, it should be noted that many milkshake IPAs include flaked oats during the brewing cycle. These oats can be used without a cereal mash and they impart not only the hazy look onto the beer, but they also help make the beer appear lighter in color. The Swedish brewery Amipolo and Pennsylvania's Tired Hands even add wheat flour to the boil for their milkshake beers, as do other milkshake makers. Oats, flaked barley, and wheat malt are also common as are pineapple puree and pectin-rich permahaze, producing additions. Wow. So, uh, I mean... I, I don't know if I, I need John on the show to talk about uh, using this type of stuff in your beer. <laughs> it seems, uh, I mean, I guess it's just another type of sugar that, uh, you know, fermentable that will, uh, you know, that leaves, uh, you know, some uh, some milkiness to the, the coloring, right? You can't get rid of all that stuff out of your beer unless you uh, filter it, I guess. I guess you could filter it, but maybe they want to make it so it has that uh, suspension in there, too. Well, pectin is one of those, uh, pectin's like, uh, the sugar that you find in fruits that, uh, like if you make jelly out of it, it mm-hmm. actually thickens, thickens the up. jelly or yeah. the jam. Yeah. So 
I could see where they would be using that to kind of thicken up the beer a little bit or you know, kind of change that mouth feel, especially apple, like apple puree, uh, uh, strawberries are really rich in pectin, things like that. So, uh, I could, I could see that, uh, being used as a, what they call permahaze mm -hmm. to produce that, that, uh, what I saw Robert chew your beer, uh, checked into untap earlier saying it was like a uh, a cloud on his tongue <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but that's the thing too is that it's hard to uh, characterize the feeling of some of this stuff that you drink you drink it it feels like you yeah you, like you have a cloud on your tongue i know exactly what he's saying because i've you know I, i've also had that feeling where it's hard to explain what you're feeling but it feels like it's just a fluffy softness you know in your mouth type thing so mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. All right. So that's the that's basically what this uh, Milkshake IPA is about. But let's go into a little history behind the Milkshake so, IPA. Yeah. So Milkshake and Smoothie IPAs trace back to 2015 when Omnipollo, or Omnipolo, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, started referring to beers in its Magic Numbers series as Smoothie IPAs. Omnipolo's version included magic number 411, <laughs> wild strawberry rhubarb vanilla smoothie IPA, magic number 4 to 21, uh, raspberry smoothie IPA, and magic number 90,000. <laughs> yeah, 90,000. I was like, is there extra zeros on that? And magic 90,000 bilberry smoothie IPA. That same year, Omnipollo teamed up with Tired Hands on an IPA brewed with oats, wheat, and lactose sugar. It was fermented on strawberries and vanilla beans and hopped to the gills with mosaic and citra. Mm. They called their creation simply Milkshake, mm. and thus a style was born. Omnipollo and Tired Hands continued to collaborate over the years, creating Strawberry Milkshake IPA, Mango Milkshake IPA, and others. Meanwhile, brewers across the country and around the world have been trying their hands at the style. From Weldworks Brewing in Colorado, to Austin Brothers Beer Company in Michigan, to Six Point Brewery in New York, to the Booth Brewing Company in Seoul, Korea, Milkshake IPAs have proven that they are a movement. Yeah, so... I find it interesting about the the version 411 that they did with the wild strawberry and rhubarb vanilla smoothie IPA because I've had a number of beers that have added rhubarb in there, not as a main like ingredient that's going to give up the, the super sour tartness, but as something that kind of like like balances out the sweetness, you know, of something. And I and I've so far, I've had pretty good luck uh, with it, you know, being done in a, in a good enough way where it's not going to be lopsided, you know, too much on the on the uh, the tart side there. So that's that's one that actually is very interesting to me. I'd like to try that one for sure. It's, that sounds sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. They had uh, five different milkshake IPAs and smoothie beers that uh, they recommend for us to try out there in the wild. Uh, so the first one is Austin Brothers Aren't You Peachy Smoothie IPA. It's a New England IPA with lactose, peaches, and vanilla. The Odell Brewing's Cloudcatcher Milkshake IPA. Now, this is one I've actually had. This is the only one on the list I've had, actually. It's an IPA with lactose, and this one's pretty good. Now, this one just pretty much adds lactose sugar to give it a little bit of a, 
of a sweetness to it, you know. So you have the IPA with a little bit of sweetness, and you get a little bit of that mouthfeel. It just adds mouthfeel to it. And yeah, I like that one. It's pretty pretty tasty. Then six points is called Dreamsicle. It's a sour IPA with blood orange, tangerine, vanilla, and lactose. Now, this is another thing that I I like in the you know when sour IPAs first started hitting the market, I hated them because I had some bad experiences with them where it was just sour and bitter and it and the beer just didn't taste good but then once they started mixing these sour ipas with some lactose in there and and some fruit where you have that little bit of sourness from the fruit but the lactose kind of you know mellows it out i'll tell you what i really have enjoyed uh, the sour ipas that, that do incorporate lactose for sure have you had the have either of you guys had the dream circle from six point mm-hmm I don't think I have either. No, you, now I want to go find it. Yeah, you should get Six Point in Maryland because I know you can get it in Virginia. I I got it in Virginia. I know I can get it here too. Yeah, but there are breweries that'll go to Northern Virginia, DC, and Southern PA, and totally skip <laughs> Maryland. So it's too hard to get it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a pain. <laughs> so how how far are you from the border of one of those states? DC is about, and just about an hour, and okay. maybe forty-five minutes. Okay, so and then Pennsylvania is about about the same, like forty-five okay. minutes or so. Okay, yeah, because so, I mean it, it's not too far, but it's still like just come to Maryland. Yeah, yeah <laughs> depends but, on what time you get to four ninety-five too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there's oh, that yeah. too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's always a. I hate that road. That road is the worst ever. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I've um. Like when I've gone to, to, you know, I've spent a couple of weeks in Virginia to do some work there. Uh, on the weekend, I've driven up through D.C., through the corner of Maryland, up to Pennsylvania to visit a friend in Harrisburg. Uh, so it's good to go to, go visit there. So I I don't think it's easy for you to buy beer. Well, I guess now they don't make you buy a, a case of beer in, in Pennsylvania anymore. They don't. Yeah, so they fixed that law. But uh, so you, you might be able to find uh, – you know, a, a good beer store that has, I mean, a good beer store, not not the uh, uh, wine and more or whatever that uh, that's everywhere. Those 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 get have yeah, total wine. Yeah, yeah, total wine. Yeah, total wine and and all that. Those those just have beer that's old. It seems like, but uh, that's true. Uh, I was there actually <laughs> yesterday. That's where I bought this citradelic and stuff from. Um, there was a beer I found a, an IPO in the shelf from 2018. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, nice. yeah, and, and it's on not only a shelf; it's on a, a warm shelf. It's not even refrigerated. Yeah. So that's even, right, that's yeah, even that's, worse. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the running joke that we have here in, and I'm sure most people do as well. But like the total wine and total wines and more that are around us here in the Tampa area, um, it's almost like a challenge to go in and find like the oldest brew, the oldest beer on the shelf, mm-hmm. just because you know they they get it, they sell it, and if nobody's around to buy it, well, it just sits there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, another one is Weldworks Double Peach Milkshake IPA. It's an IPA with peach puree, uh, citra and amarillo hops, lactose and vanilla. Sounds pretty good, even though it has that peach in really it. Good. That sounds really good. Yeah, I think I, I could do that one. And the last one they recommend is Wiley Roots Brewing's Cherry Limeade Slush, a sour mm-hmm. ale with sweet cherries and limes. I could probably do that one too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that. You don't know about that <laughs> yeah. one? I don't know. 
the the like cherry i, I don't know i i'm kind of iffy on cherry so. yeah yeah cherry can come across like uh uh Too medicinal yeah medicinal yeah. yeah if it's not done right but if you add the the limeade to it then it becomes uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. yeah that that's a good work. point all right, well, and then so there was a there was another article I found too, Denny from PasteMagazine.com that ranked a handful of them, oh. and they're not in order; they're listed alphabetically. But you know, one of them included was Elysian's Brewing Fuzz Sickle. Mm. Um, Freem Family makes uh, the mango milkshake. Uh, Rogue puts out Strawberry Blaster Cannon, and then there's um, Shorts Brewing Company puts out the Ooze, and then Three Magnets Brewing Company puts out Big Tom's milkshake peach melba so it's a couple other examples Ooh, for yeah. you wow yeah i haven't had the i didn't know about the rogue one i have to look for that one the first, i didn't either so, yeah but that scares me because rogue is well it doesn't scare me but it's like eh, i don't know if i want to try that have you tried the bat squatch no so that one is very unique and it's actually pretty good i like i like that beer it's a it's a it's a hybrid Sour, it's like a sour IPA basically, but like a mm. New England IPA that's got a little bit on the tart side, and it's pretty good. So this fuzzicle might be good too. So don't. Yeah, I mean, we we'll give it a shot. Yeah, I, I'm not. They a, have some good beers. Yeah, they. Yeah, I, I don't know. Rogue is. Uh, they're okay. I mean, they have Dead Guy. Yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, I, I like Dead Guy. I like their Shakespeare Stout. I like uh, their Santa's Reserve. I mean, there's certain beers I really like, and there's other beers that. I they I just don't like and um I've I've tried all of their special hop ones that they had where they had mm-hmm. two hop three hop four hop five hop seven right. hop and honestly half of them were good beers the other ones hmm. were not good beers so I mean it's just weird that how they you know they they could mix up a, the different hops and come up with a really good flavorful uh, concoction <laughs> on some and then. You add one more hop, or you take one hop away, and it's it's total crap. It just seems, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hit or miss. Total crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and I've been to the brewery, and and uh, the the main reason that I stopped drinking Rogue ten years ago, you know, they wanted a premium price for their beer. You know, when when they come into town, and you want to you want to buy a six pack of their Dead Guy Yell, and they're charging fourteen dollars yeah. a six pack. When I can get other beers, especially back ten years ago, that were seven dollars a six pack, I'm not going to pay twice the price for beer that is okay, right? It's it's not anything right. that I can't live without. Uh, so I just stopped buying Rogue, uh, and I and I started buying everything else, and and uh, you know I still will I'll try their stuff because they are getting some unique stuff in. They're trying, they're, you know, trying some new styles and stuff and I, i'll try them and actually some of them are pretty good and some of them are uh are a miss like the one beer they have with the penguins on it the flying penguins or whatever that one uh not so good but the basquatch was good so i mean i two beers you know 50 50 was good well i i try to buy singles of them when i can so that i'm not you know yeah spending 15 dollars on a six pack yeah yeah but i really like they had I like their mocha porter, yeah, and they have a hazelnut cool. that I really like. Yeah, yeah. But then they had one. I, I guess it was just a limited release. Uh, it had a really strange name, and I think it was like a, a like a mix of the mocha and hazelnut. Yeah. 
and it was like hazelnutty absolute or I, I forget it had a really goofy name but it, it was a really good mix um that i liked yeah i'm looking for the yeah. bottle on my wall and it's not standing out but yeah it was it was nutalicious or something like that uh, yeah something weird yeah i can't find a bottle right now to right. tell you what the name is but yeah <laughs> and 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 that's actually was uh, you're right it was using the porter and a hazelnut and it made a like a snickers bar right combination and that's a known a known uh beer blend that people do yeah. and we used to make it you know i'd buy the the two bottles and we would mix the beers and and do the blend here at my, at my place and and it was really good but uh right so yeah they just it was no brainer that just to go ahead and and make their own version of it and it was actually pretty good that was i enjoyed it yeah good. i like that one a lot okay anything else about the milkshake ipas either you guys want to mention talk about are the the decadent ales are they kind of milkshakey so, i really like a lot of their stuff so i don't know if i would call them they they are kind of they're not yeah they're they're called they're more in the pastry style yeah, uh beers uh they do have they're really heavy thick uh i mean i would I don't know if I would call them on the necessarily the milks. They might be like a yeah. A, 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 they do use some of the same ingredients, so they might be considered right. that. But they're not, definitely not a milkshake IPA. Although okay. now I can't remember because I've had a couple. I've had a few of the decadent ones, and now I can't remember which ones I've had. And they did have some that were IPA, so those those might be considered milkshake <laughs> IPAs too. I have to look those up. I don't remember. Yeah, I really like that brewery a lot. <laughs> but their singles around here are usually five to six dollars for one can, so yeah. I don't pick them up as much as I would like. <laughs> yeah, they 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 came into Boise for like a short time, and mm -hmm. I think the distributor was just like testing out the market, and they brought in a bunch of different beers. They had the the Fat Cat beers, and then they had oh, yeah. the, the Decadent beers and i bought everything that they came in and tried them all and you're right they were about six dollars a can uh <laughs> a little bit spendy but not something i'm gonna buy a, a four pack of i'll just buy one can and try right. it and and right. uh, and get the experience but yeah i think i mentioned on the show because i i got them shortly after you uh wrote into us and talked about them or either or voicemail does i can't remember now but you, you okay. mentioned when you went down to the basketball game and you picked them up, and you really enjoyed them. So I was looking for the same ones, and and uh, I think we we had a couple of the same ones uh, that we both uh, tried, and then I had uh, a couple that that you hadn't had yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I think we've reached the end of the show, right at the two hour mark. Like I told you, <laughs> we'd be done right at two hour there. So. Um, but before we close out the show, I always like to give an opportunity to raise a glass to people who like to raise a glass to. So, Chad, <laughs> is there anyone you'd like to raise a glass to tonight? Sure. Um, I'd like to raise a glass to my wife, Cindy, and my son, Parker, and one of my good friends, Jordan, and his wife, Brittany, who are expecting their first baby at the end of October. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'll raise my glass to Spider-Boy and your wife, Cindy, <laughs> and to the new baby, Coming in October for sure. All right, Chris, how about you? 
Uh, yeah. So Chad, I, I want to thank you for coming on with us and spending a, a whole damn, two hours with us. <laughs> uh, we always appreciate when you guys can come on and, and spend some time with us. And uh, even though I always looked at it as a lot of fun, it's still two hours out of your day. So thank you very much. <laughs> I had a blast. So. Well, good. So thank you very much for spending some time with us. Denny, what about you? Yeah, I just want to raise my glass to you, Chad. Uh, not only for you taking the time to come and sit with us and chat for a couple hours, and uh, but also for all the support that you've given us over the years. Uh, we really appreciate it. We love the kind words. We love the support. Uh, and we love, I hope, I hope that you're spreading the word to all your friends and, and having other people uh, uh, find us too, because we really do uh, like to have as many listeners as possible. So cheers to you. Yeah, my friends are lame. Oh, are they? Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have told them to listen to you guys repeatedly, and they're all like, oh, I don't have time to listen to podcasts. I'm like, no, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's okay. So, Eventually they and will. I would, And I should have said, you know, a glass to you guys for allowing me to be on the show tonight. So. Yeah. No, we put the word out. We said, hey, if any listeners want to come in and help us uh, – Run a show, do it, and you did. You you jumped right at the uh, opportunity. So you were the first one to respond, and you're the first one on. So it's good. Well, I still appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I also got to raise my glass to Amanda and Kevin and Buck for leaving voicemails. Cheers to you guys. Thank you for for uh, leaving the voicemail, asking the questions, and, and making our show a little bit better. And uh, also... Uh, you know, I just got to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms, allowing us to get on the air and talk about beer, drink beer. Uh, without without these freedoms, we wouldn't have all these opportunities. So cheers to all the servicemen and women out there. Uh, thank you for your service, and please return home safe to your families soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and, and raise a glass to our sponsors? I want to raise a glass to B-Cups, the supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Or check out the other things they have going on at fermentedreality.com. You can check out the world's world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether you're hanging out on the beach, by the pool, hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some time on the boat, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. And you could also go visit our friends at Tavor.com. You can use the promo code TAPTHECRAFT, which is all one word, and it will give any new user a $10 credit after they spend $25. All right. It is last call. Time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend about us. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, or Podbean, or Podcast Addict, however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Hey, cheers. Yeah. Right. Say, Sorry. Say cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> <laughs>